You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily all Embiid. I think, I think, I think it has a lot to do with Tyrese too. Oh, and we're gonna get to it right now. I just man, look, man, I'm so you know, you know I am. I know, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, know, I, know I know, I know, I know the fans and y'all. You don't think it's, think I be trolling, but it's the point, God, man. Mm. Time and time again, this is the era for it. You know, saying niggas can feel otherwise, but you know, outside of yes, we know we got Jokic. You know, what I'm saying we got Embiid, but outside of them two brothers, I mean, and I mean, just you know, bam, you know, shout out to Bills. Oh but, yeah. But he needs a hero. Hit. He needs a hero. Made it bad, but that's all I'm saying. It's like, you know, a uh, receiver need his running, a quarterback, right? Like it's, it's no different. Like, you, you need that one, too. I mean, even, even ask Jokic. He wouldn't be nowhere without his marriage. Like, it wasn't, we just said, we, we kept saying it, too, that whole run. Jokic has mm-hmm. always was, was, was doing great things. And we're like, mm-hmm. damn, he's just getting to a point where you just need, you need, you need a Murray to come back. You need him to be okay. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And as soon as Murray got back, oh boy. Come on, man. <laughs> it's like, nasty. The rain's on the wall, bro. Like, y'all can't deny it out there. Like, this, this is what it is. Like, I mean, we, we, we didn't even talk about what Trey Young been doing lately. Trey oh Young been throwing up. Even, even he getting a little jelly. Like, he's he throwing up these 40 pointers now. Like, he's, he's, he's clapping back this year. Like, he's, I think he was a little down last year, but uh, yeah, he seemed to be a. Uh, yeah, he, he don't even want to smoke from Dejounte uh, Murray. Like, he, I guess he want him gone. He's like, nah, y'all, I can kick that brother off the team. But he don't need him. Uh, all right. Well, look. With that said, let's begin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome you in to the LOE Sports Network, where we cut the bull script. We definitely came to play with the truth today, and let's talk NBA. All right. Uh, last week's players of the week were. Shea Gilders Alexander and Tyrese Halliburton. This is an NBA after Infinite's own hearts. I gotta ask you. Now, he was four and Shy was four and last week uh, in the win loss column. He had he averaged thirty three point five points a game, five rebounds, six assists. Tyrese was also close to four wins. He he only played three, so three 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 wins in a row. Three and 25 points a game. But he averaged 17.7 assists per game last week. He was doing 20 and 20 on two of those three uh, victories. Who's more impressive to you, Tyrese or Shea? Oh, my God. Now, this this is where you get infinite stomp there, bro. Oh, my God. Pick your poison, bro. Pick your poison. <laughs> I mean, Ty- Tyrese. What Tyrese is doing? He's doing the Lord's work this year, bro. Like, he, not only not only is he feeding himself, but he's actually feeding the team. Like breaking back a, a basket of fish. Like, jeez. I, I think that's where I that's where I'm at too. Because what, from what you know about how points and, and assists break down, yes, mm-hmm. Shay Shay is averaging. Uh, shy, I'm sorry, 33.5 yes. points per game, but he only has seven assists, like 6.5, seven assists, let's round it up. Seven right. assists average. If Tyrese is averaging eight, almost 18 assists a game, <laughs> that, that, that's, the, that's, that's at least what, 36, another 36 points? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
<laughs> it's it's disgusting. His, on top of his 20 to 25 points a game, he's yes. giving you another, another potentially 36 baseline. That doesn't even count. Those are just all twos. Right. Are, so there could be like another 10 threes inside of those. You know, so we're talking about... <laughs> the the lid the lid on uh on on uh Shay's game is is kind of there. Uh, Tyrese there's there's no telling. You know what I'm saying? If I'm if I'm finishing a night where I'm 22 points and 20 assists. Holy, it's just there's no way to quantify that. There's no way to to count that impact other than, you know, the plus and minus and I don't know the plus and minus of each game. But I know that Tyrese has been doing this quite frequently. Like this is not just a uh, player of the week, week ten right. you know, thing. That's all year. It's been all year. It's been all year. It's been all year. And uh, yeah, he, you know, he's he's working into being the leader of that team. You know, he's relatively young. So, I mean, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. I, I think, I think Halliburton is is the leader here. Uh, as we but either way, you, either way, you close your eyes and not have a problem with either one. <laughs> both both teams are balling, and both teams are big, big, big teams. I know, I know. Indiana just beat Milwaukee again. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Sunday, so like, but they all they, they both down, both taking down good teams. So it's like no, not no fluke shit right now. So no, no, no. And it's the it's the guard play, man. It's the guard play. Just like we talked about at the beginning, you know, like this this guard play. Uh, affects the big man in such a, a profound mm-hmm. way, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I saw it this way when we were younger watching the game. Just how much uh, the point guard is is in control of, of the distribution, and I think we're getting back to that kind of NBA right now. Like, you know, yeah. for a long time we were positionless. We talk about that, like, but now we're getting back to the the the, the small feeding the big. Pause, oh, crazy, but yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like. I think even um even Trey Young is kind of diamond diamond niggas up too. But like, you know, obviously he's not on the scale of Tyrese, but you know, they they are they still out here diamond, man. Like, like you said, because you know, like I always said, the reason why he wasn't had that dynamic point guard is that he could collapse. Once you have a point guard that can collapse the defense, mm. oh sky sky's the limit, bro. That means you could you got you got you know what they call a triple threat where you got the option of he's breaking it, the defense down and he gets to the lane either he can throw up the shot himself uh-huh he can dump it off to the big man underneath for an easy dunk or he can pass it back out to one of your wings like and when you, and when you got that type of motion going on mm. it's hard to stop all right let's let's keep talking about the guard play because there's a guard that doesn't get a lot of shine he's in a bad market utah of course uh, and he also doesn't start, which is weird because when I think of Jordan Clarkson, I think of a starter for the Utah Jazz, but he comes off the bench. Now, he recorded a first, the first ever triple-double off the bench since Carlos Boozer for the Utah Jazz. Carlos Boozer. <laughs> Carlos Boozer. Shout out to the Dukies. Uh, in their win uh, over the Dallas Mavericks, and we'll get to them in a minute because what the hell is wrong with Dallas? Uh, what, what, is it is it same old shit? Bruh, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying this. I mean, I know, I know, I know. Currently, uh, Kyrie, I think was has been hurt. I mean, both actually a lot of te- a lot of players on the team been hurt, but I'm gonna keep saying it. Put this nigga Luca at the four, bro. Because mm. y'all, y'all, well, I know they got, I know, I know they got that rookie nigga. I think uh, Lively. He's not bad. He's he's obviously he's better. He's a definitely better upgrade over uh, the White Power. I don't, I don't know how the White Powers <sighs> survived all this time playing center, but nonetheless. Uh, but to me, I I would love to put Luca down low. Let him let him work 
once again, a triple threat option from, from you know, maybe about 15 feet out. Um, but, I mean, obviously, he wants to get down the court himself, too. But but since, but since you got Kyrie and, and Luka, you know, like Luka's tall enough, big enough. NBA, I mean, once you get past Jokic and Embiid, I mean, the centers aren't big. So, like, and these kids are, these kids are already getting to the basket anyway. Right. They get into the back basket from 30 feet out with them. Put them, put them a little bit closer, but that's how I, you know, I would do that. Yeah, I was, but, I was gonna go talk about them later, but you know, since mm-hmm. since you laid it out there, I'll, I'll just tell you, this is the same old shit from the Mavericks. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, they yeah. just never have any defense. That's how you allow somebody to score. You know, the Utah Jazz should not score 127 points on you. This right. shouldn't happen. You know, shouldn't happen. You have no defense. So mm-hmm. you got you got Luca. You got uh, Kyrie and his dynamic dribbling. I, I'm not sure if he's back yet or if he's still hurt. Uh, um, I think he's still hurt. Either either way, you have no defense. You have nobody. Mm-hmm. You have no three and D guy. That's not at all. You, you need that one player. You need that Trevor Ariza. Yeah. Type. You know. You need yeah. that Kyle Kawhi Leonard type. But yeah. They don't. They don't have that currently on the team. A lot of old, but but I still like I said. I think because they don't have no big man at all to put any type of pressure. Like I think because sometimes your offense got to be your defense. So. Like why not get Luca down there and create some mismatches where you could get some some foulage going on? You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I would be thinking about as a coach. Like, you know, put some pressure on the defense to get some fouls out there. And same plays they're playing offense, right? Playing defense. So if you get your best, you know, offensive player or second best offensive player on the opposite team to sit on the bench for ten minutes, twelve minutes, then you know that's that's how you gotta have to combat that if you ain't if you're not gonna close anything up. <laughs> they get the dudes in foul trouble, man. True, true. All right. Well, look, look. Let's get back to Jordan Clarkson here because we we were on yeah. the guard play, right? And yeah, Jordan yeah. is 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 it's kind of weird because I I attribute it in my mind that he's a starter and he's great. He's a great mm-hmm. player, a decent player. Let me let me stop mm-hmm. over exaggerating things. He's a decent uh, mid range. He's a great scorer. He's a great, he's a great scorer. scorer of the basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what he does. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much what he does. But. On on this night in particular, he had uh, twenty points, eleven assists, and ten rebounds, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it was off the bench, you know. And it, it it's hard to get that rhythm when you come off the bench like that to do those mm-hmm. things uh, consistently. But he did his first one. He's thirty one years old. I I just want to know from your you know because you're the guard guy. You know what do you think of mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson's game? Does that fit anywhere else? Does he need to think about leaving Utah at his you know advanced age of being thirty two this year? At 31, I'll take him on the Wizards right now. Mutai <laughs> Jones back to his favorite position and being a backup. And I will have him and uh, mm. the, the light skin brigade for him and Jordan uh, with uh, what's, Jordan what's, Poole. Uh, Jordan Poole with the, with the Splash <laughs> and be the new Splash Brothers out there. Drew. <laughs> Why not? Just try it. Just try it. But Just try I, it, think, yeah. I think Clarkson has some grit to him, you know, like we talked about don't be right guy. now. Don't yeah, be fooled yeah. by the pretty, don't be fooled by the pretty braids. Like this dude, <laughs> he's, 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 he's a kid of Kobe. All right. So, <laughs> he's a kid of Kobe. He's a graduate of Kobe. So I think he might have some grit to him. So, you know, he, mm-hmm. he could be a useful tool. That would be somebody that, you know, if you insert that into a Dallas Mavericks team, I think you see yes. a turnaround yes. in defense, you know, effort. Yes. Effort goes mm-hmm. a long way. Never goes mm-hmm. a long way, but I just wanted to point that out. You know, like that—that's the first time it happened off the bench in Utah in forty years. It was like Mike Eaton or something who was the last <laughs> last Utah Jazz that's off the easy. bench to do a triple yeah. double. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's been crazy, 
It's been crazy. I don't want to get into strength of schedule. I know the NBA released the strength of schedule for the 2024 uh, remaining games, and I don't mm -hmm. want to get into that because I don't think it plays a part in the NBA as much as it does in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if, if you if you guys want to in the future go over it, we can do that. But strength of schedule means nothing. You know, the NBA season is such a grind. When you think about yeah, 82 games, you have, oh. to, you have to feel like that. You know, people take mm -hmm. for granted that these guys feel like giving their all – for 82 games <laughs> that's a lot it's a lot and and there's so much on the in the world to focus on so i don't think that strength of schedule necessarily matters i think it's more like matchups you know what people are taking personal and uh, yep. the luck of the draw with uh injuries which this season you know i mean it's it's early it's you know we're not quite halfway yet mm -hmm. but i haven't seen any major no, uh mitchell sure. robinson <laughs> In, yeah. in Nick Land, that that was our Nick Land. Yeah, I mean, this been like some injuries maybe for like personal teams, but like overall, just like major players for the NBA overall. I don't think there's been any real. Uh, yeah, I don't think you know. Like I say, I think I know NB was down for maybe about three games or something like that. But yeah, as far as like two months, three months, like I said, maybe outside of Mitchell, I don't think I don't really think there's anybody else out there major ones, man. I mean, well, I guess well, you well, you know, I, you know we the, the the king is getting old, so you know he's been, I think, a kind of a little bit in and out, and we know Anthony right. Davis. I mean, Anthony Davis could sneeze and trip over. I mean, yeah, it's, mo it's mostly been rest, you know, mm -hmm. like for all his intensive purposes, people been resting. Uh, mm -hmm. We just talked about Embiid; he he had a little bit of a, a snafu. He'd been out for three games or so, um, mm -hmm. but again, he, he also dropped fifty the other night, so. I know he's tired. Good man. That boy. <laughs> that boy. It's been good. Um, let's talk rankings real quick. We, you know, we still have the Boston Celtics at the number one. Um, mm -hmm. but we have two newcomers. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder are making waves. Yeah. Okay. They, they are making waves and they've squeezed into that number two spot in the power rankings. Uh right right behind uh is uh Minnesota. Minnesota Viking, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, excuse me. Timberwolves, yeah. And then we have the Denver Nuggets right behind that. And last, yeah. coming up seven spots, is the L.A. Clippers with a record of 20 and 12. I think we talked about it. We touched on it. Like, if, you, yeah. if you're going to talk about them when they, when they were just trying to find it out, you got to talk about it now because now everybody looks crazy for saying, you know, bad things about this team. But it looks good. The eye test. I mean, it's like like logic says. I mean, these are four, and it's more. It's just more than them. But it's just, you know, the, you want to talk about the main four for that team? Yeah, they're all grown men. They're all vets. Right? They know how the game of basketball works. You were playing this shit for the last thirty years of your lives since he was five, six, seven, eight years old. Mm -hmm. Right? You should, you should know team dynamics, and you all know what y'all do well. Don't right. do well. I mean, Harden and Westbrook done played on teams together. You know what I'm saying? Like Paul George and Westbrook done played on teams together. So y'all y'all know how this works. And I actually want to give a shout out to I think the, to the uh, real unsung hero with the Clippers, and that's uh, Zubac. I have a Zubac. You know, okay. Yeah, he's I mean. been he's been, he's been having a year. So uh, and, you know, and we got shout out uh, Tyron for keeping keeping things together. He had a rough job. He had a rough job, but. Yeah. You know, for, for people that don't think it's rough, when you have that many egos in a room, like Logic said, though, they're all veterans. They've been there before, so they're not overinflated. And it started with, you know, Russell Westbrook 
being who he is. People got the it most wrong. Unselfish, man. Yeah. unselfish nigga <laughs> in NBA history. You got it. You got to hear it from the. That's not from us. That's from the people that play with him. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because because from the media, you'd hear how selfish he is. He's only after padding stats. You'll hear all number of things about Westbrook. But when you want to go to a locker room and ask them what it was like playing with Westbrook, they'll tell you. You know what I'm saying? And they'll tell say, you. And, and let me say something. When it comes to the NBA, the only way you could quote unquote pass stats is by getting giving effort. Okay. He gets maximum effort. That's why he gets the stats. He get you don't get that. Um, can you say that again? Can you say that louder? That is one of the most irritating shit that I hear on the internet. It's padded stats. What the fuck does that even mean? Well, if you're out there doing the work, you're out yes. there doing the work. You're receiving everything because you're doing shit. It's not like niggas is just handing you shit. Right. Russell Westbrook come, come to work every day. Every does day. does his motherfucking job. He's not, he's not shooting the shot and the ball just happens to magically go in. No, the ball actually has to go in. No. Like, okay, but then the rebounds and the assists, the rebounds. that's not exactly. magic either. Like, exactly. that's me being invested in this basketball game. And the occasion, you, and don't act like he don't play defense, the occasional blocks, the occasional assists, you know, steals. Like, this he's, nigga he's, that he's, a, he's an athlete. He's an athlete. Mm-hmm. And again, to say, I guess you guys are talking about the, the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. I think we all discussed it, and I think, you know, we had a good synopsis for what it is. In my opinion, you got four dudes that's all been the captains of their own ship. They've all been the number mm-hmm. one guy. They've all mm-hmm. had Cheetos commercials. They've all been on <laughs> Sprite. Com- you know what I'm saying? Like, they've all had that part of their career. Yeah. This is their opportunity to get the thing that's missing from the career, which is, you know, ring. And yeah. so when you saw Russell Westbrook say, okay, I'll go sit on the bench and run the second team, that's a great sign. That's a great sign of integrity and leadership. When you say, I'm looking at it, this is what I need to do to help the team, not myself. And I think Mr. that opens Mr. the door up for everybody else. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Stingy, Mr. Selfish, right? Mr. Yeah. Selfish, Mr. It's mm-hmm. all about me, Mr. This, mm-hmm. Mr. That. Nah, he went and sat off the bench, and he's killing it off the bench, mm-hmm. doing exactly what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Paul George being a willing passer and, yeah. and more of a, of, of a, of a kind of transition player. You know, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that, which he can do because he's that good. And then James Harden just being your de facto point guard. Mm-hmm. Kawhi brothers- being Kawhi, fucking robot. Like, just yeah, a robot. He's a robot. Just, <laughs> I'm getting dirty. <laughs> I'm just getting them. And they're just 30 of these every game. It's, yeah. it's, it's been really cool to see them as players kind of put that together because you know, I know they got Tyron Lue and all that, but... Yeah. I don't really see that as being a coaching thing. I see that as being a grown man in the room looking at each other mm-hmm. and saying, what do we need to do mm-hmm. to be competitive? Because all of them know. It's it's not a whole bunch of dudes that don't know. This is not Detroit. Mm-hmm. This is not, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a group of individuals who have, who have all been in this sport for a long time. So they right. know what it takes. And I, and I think we saw a changing of the guard because there was a point where where uh, Harden was being Harden again, and he hit this fadeaway three, step back, and doing swans on the on the court. And Kawhi was on the sideline cracking a smile. And you know, people that don't know Kawhi's temperament, you feel like he's a he's a weird superstar, right? One of the things he does, he doesn't really do is genuinely smile and 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 have a lot of fun. You know, seemingly to see him smile. And to see them take off the way they have, you know, they got to a point where they had gotten blown off the court by the uh, Celtics and the Thunder had both scored 40, 140 plus points on them. Right. So they get together as a team and talk about this. And now in the last four games, they average in holding teams under 
105.7 points. Just those four men that we're talking about coming together, talking, communicating, and having that pride at their event. You know, because we're talking about 10 plus years. Everybody's got 10 plus, right? On them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, it gets hard to go to the floor for, for a loose ball hall in your 10th season. You know what I'm saying? Like, not if you're Russell Westbrook. Not, it, Seems like that's what you're doing. It's, it's just what you're made of, right? And it's you, and you, what, like you said, you they're all working for that same goal. Something they, ne- you know, they don't have together. Uh, besides, and, you Kawhi. know, outside of Kawhi, right? Yeah, outside they of don't Kawhi. have it. They even, Kawhi, Kawhi is kind of like for the one here. It means different here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Because the the uh, person that's most quiet in the room. She usually wants some goddamn revenge. And you know what he would love to do more than anything else? Is to usurp the big LA team. Yeah. <laughs> beat the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Beat the Lakers, yeah. boy. Yeah. But not just beat the Lakers. Beat the Lakers with three other dudes that's also from LA. Yes. That's four dudes from LA. Like that, they all want to beat yeah. the Lakers. No coincidence. That would be big for all absolutely. of them. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? No, like that absolutely. would be a huge stat for yeah. their career. You know, yeah, you, you put a ring on it, and they're all yeah. Hall of Famers automatically. Automatically. It happens the oh, day they get the ring. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I know we talk about uh, media uh, hype all the time. And I think the power rankings list is all about media hype. You know, the, you, you can you can say the best record in the league. You don't have to say the more, most powerful team. That really doesn't resonate to me in an NBA sense. Um, but – I've been reading the power rankings and the newcomers to the power ring. Cause I'm used to seeing the Boston Celtics up there. The De- Denver has been there, you know, uh, but Oklahoma city and Minnesota are two and three in the power rankings. So Oklahoma city has a record of 22 and nine losses. Um, and Minnesota has a, a record of 24 wins and eight losses. They're These strong. Are the newcomers. ESPN, I just, I just hand me the check, bro. I'm the only nigga in the planet. Not even, not even the United States. I was the only nigga on the planet that went on record and said, "Watch for Minnesota." Woo, woo, and they are I running up you. the score. I was, I was more so about um, Carl Anthony Towns on that, but I feel you. <laughs> I'm just saying, watch Carl Anthony Towns because yeah. this dude makes this jump, if he makes the leap and plays to the level that he's capable of, that becomes a whole nother team. We can talk about Anthony, whatever, and, and all that's great, and he's a star, and we know this, and okay. But there's two of those. Because if Carl Anthony Towns can play the best basketball, you know, of his career right now, which he seems to be doing, that team becomes really, really difficult to beat. Okay. I so so the, what's interesting here is in the power rankings they're two and three respectively. Now the mm-hmm. reason why Oklahoma got the two is because last week they went into Minnesota and they put a shellacking Beat the on the Minnesota. <laughs> they killed them. They killed them. And uh and what and what OKC has been able to do, uh no nothing, nothing short of we talked about it uh in the intro uh me and if we're talking about Shea Gildress Alexander was player of the week last week along with Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. But Shay Shea's been averaging close to thirty four points a game, you know, six six assists. We'll call it seven because mm-hmm. it's six point five, you know. We'll round mm-hmm. up and, and five rebounds. He's been averaging that uh for the mm-hmm. last four games. Mm-hmm. Um I just didn't see Oklahoma City coming. I mean, I I I, I wouldn't. It's I wouldn't, the way if... he gets the points, man. It's the way that he gets those points. When you're talking about 
averaging a certain amount of points. You would ordinarily see it in a way where there are other players on the team. There are 13 dudes on the team. And if one dude is, you know, racking up these level of points and shots and shit, you're assuming that there's somebody else on the team that's not getting the shots that they need or maybe isn't getting the ball as much. But it seems like Oklahoma City doesn't have that problem. That check kid is doing whatever the fuck you want to do and Shea Alexander is still doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like they're not in each other's way. Like, let's say, what's your boy named Zach Levine and... um. It, it, right like how them scoring points it, it's a difficulty it's a balance yeah, issue it's a the basketball yeah it's like i can't get shots and you get shots like we got to find a exactly. way it's like they exactly. found a way down there where check gets exactly what he wants to get the way that he want to get it and then shay just hang back and get the points the way he wants it. it's it's really amazing to see it's two different zones extremely young their yep. team is extremely young. Their coach is yep. young. It's, I hear what Joey G is saying. You didn't see it coming, but right, yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, see it's it. here. Uh-huh. It's here. Uh-huh. In their last, in their last two games, they've shot fifty-six three-pointers. They made thirty-three of them. They 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 averaged sixty percent from three-point range. That's. But how many did they right. shoot? <laughs> fifty-six. In how many games? In in two games. There you go. There you go. Like they they they're just it's a balance. It's balance it's, it, there. It's, it's an odd and you can't really explain it if you watch. As a fan, I've I've definitely watched them play. Yeah. And when you see it on the court, you can't explain it. But it just I, works. I saw what they did to us. You know, that kid right. Jalen Williams, I, like you said. I had no who, idea who the fuck who? that was. He scored seventeen points in the fourth quarter. But He's somehow Shea Gilders but somehow Shea Gilders Alexander still had thirty. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it didn't take away from anything anybody else was doing. It was just yeah. space for that. Yeah, exactly. No. That's usually when you know. Does that make sense? Like yeah. when a guy like that just comes out and gets 35 fucking points, that right. usually means somebody else wasn't shooting. Wasn't well. shooting. No, I'm, t- I'm, t- 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 nah, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm gonna tell you how they. I'm gonna tell you yeah. who they play like. I'm gonna tell you who they play like. But they get they get they log in big minutes. They play just like Nick Nurse in the Toronto Raptors. It's the same thing, the same game style happens up there. You can have Van Fleet. I mean, we know he's not there now, but I'm saying when Van Fleet was there, he would have 35. Siakam still had 29. Uh, OG would have 15. You know what I'm saying? And they rock out every night like that. When you log in in 38 plus minutes, but you got three or four efficient dudes playing, running up and down the court the way they do. Everybody eat me. Yeah. <laughs> Chet is, I mean, he's dope on both ends of. The, the, the court, like he's defending yeah, mm-hmm. the rim too. Mm-hmm. Like that's rough. If you, maximum, if you maximum get that kid to, if you get that kid to defend the rim too, you're ahead mm-hmm. of the curve. I think you know when Joey G says you didn't see it coming. The idea, just because it's Oklahoma City, is just you didn't see them coming right. this far this quickly. Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. not at yeah, all. Maybe next year, but but uh... yeah. But it's just like it's happening right now in front of you. Like it's 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 almost like this Tyrese Halliburton in Indiana thing. Like it's yeah. happening right I'm in just, front of you, to where it's like, wow, okay. Yeah, right. You're just like, gonna put up twenty assists every night with you no turnovers. Yeah. I don't think I don't think people say that enough. I don't know if people understand how small the passing lanes are and how fast the game is, and 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 how easy it is to turn the ball over. If you don't know, watch the Knicks play basketball. It's apparently yeah. the easiest thing in the world to trip up on the basketball or throw it out of bounds or any other, you know, this kid is getting 20 assists with yeah. no 
turnovers. turnovers. That's, that's Ask amazing. Westbrook. We we talked about it. Triple double Westbrook. They like to slide you and tell you how he's the most turned over in NBA history and shit like that. He's never mind. It happens. It happens. It happens, it happens. when you're when 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 you're when you're throwing the pass, right? Like you're it happens not, you're when always on the same page. If you had a question, and this is just an aside, if you have a question about that and it make you feel some type of way, ask yourself who he was passing the fucking ball to. He was getting 18 assists from who? Name somebody he passed the ball to. Anybody. <laughs> Nobody. It's probably difficult to get 18 assists out of niggas who you don't know. Right. Some of which ain't even in the league. No. And you got to get these niggas to score. You got to find positions for them to be in the right position for them to score. And they don't even know what position that is. That's very difficult to do. And you're going to turn over the ball sometimes. Especially when you have to do it. There's no other element that's getting this done. I have to get all the rebounds out here. And then I have to get all the passing to get everybody else going. And then I have to score 30 points every night so that we can be in the AFC and just barely get to the playoffs. That was one of the greatest seasons I ever seen. And people shitted on him because they don't like him because they don't like his personality because he ain't my fucking friend. And that's sucker shit to me. Like, great basketball is great basketball no matter who's doing it. Indeed, indeed. I just I thought I thought those two teams uh, in in OKC and uh, in Minnesota were just valuable because they're inside the top five power rankings. Usually, during the season, you'll see the Milwaukee's, you know, the Boston's. They all just take turns going up and down that list. But these guys have just come on, and and the Clippers are now number five in that scenario. They haven't always been there because we haven't even seen you know Kawhi and George on the court this much. You know what I'm saying? Like if we're being honest. Yeah, make, this is, make, you know, ahead. you're making perfect sense, bro. You're yeah. making perfect sense. It's, 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 it's a dope season because of these things. But yes. There's teams that yes. are just advancing. You know, you're not going to talk about them because I don't know where they are in that little list that you're looking at. But Houston is about 18 wins in front of where everybody thought they were going to be. They're winning games. I don't know how. I don't know who the <laughs> fuck played in other than Fred Van Vliet. I do not know. <laughs> But like they're winning games, they're they're. I don't know what they're uh, doing. I, 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 I can tell you. Like that team, I mean, please I, do. That's my team. That's my team. Please do. Okay, you can have them. I don't yeah, want yeah, them. Yeah. I just know they're winning. I look at the records, or I look at you know when you compile all the scores and go back to you know ESPN or NBA.com, and you're just looking at the games that you didn't see. It's mm-hmm. like damn, Houston won again. Damn, Dylan Brooks did what? <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. You know what I mean, like, and this is a team that was supposed to be rebuilding. There's a whole right. bunch of these teams that were supposed to be in an unstable position that seem to be accelerating very quickly towards stability. Like Houston in a couple more seasons might be something. Mm. And that's just Houston. I mean, you can say the same thing with Sacramento. You can say the same thing with Indiana. You can say the same thing with a lot of these teams in the league who you kind of was like, I don't know. You're seeing it. It's happening. It's, it's dope. It's really dope. Okay, and, and in, a, in a, another surprise, we have Detroit winning against Toronto probably because they didn't have OG and a newbie uh, Saturday night as yeah. Kay Cunningham scores 30 points and 12 assists. Shout uh, out to Kay. That man is yeah. appreciated. He's going to run, he he gonna run yeah. too. He's going to run too. He's all right. <laughs> and he you know right. I said? I skipped over him last time too. I was like, name a superstar on the, uh, on the Detroit and uh, – uh, I forgot about Kate. I forgot. Yeah, Kate's a monster. Kate's a monster. Yep. Kate's, yeah, he's, he's doing Kate's it. Kate scored all three levels. 
dribble, pass, and shoot. He's 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 exactly what they drafted him to be. It's just they gotta, in my opinion, they just gotta. It starts from the top. It starts from the front office. They gotta find a a definite direction they want to take this team, and then start getting rid of some of the waste and putting together, you know, getting guys in there that that can solidify their vision. But sometimes when you have a front office that doesn't have a vision and you have a whole bunch of picks, then you just get a whole bunch of picks. And then you have a whole bunch of 10th graders running, but don't nobody have no idea what they want these niggas to do. And there's nobody in there that can teach these niggas how to do things in no type way. Let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about the picks thing. Because if I switch to the NFL, you tell me, you know, your thing has been like you're tired of going to the draft to make your team better because you've seen that it hasn't made it in the NFL. Would you say the same logic in the NBA holds true? Like drafting players, waiting for the draft, tanking a season, you know, to get the number one draft pick. Does that necessarily make sense in the NBA? I would say that it can make sense. It can for certain players. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not going to pretend like, the talent evaluation of NBA prospects, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is tainted at best. There's a lot of guys that you don't see coming that end up doing really well. It's a lot of guys that you put a whole lot of whatever on. Like, you know, you think they're going to be the ones and they're not. It's, it's, it's a guessing game a lot of times. To me, the organization with the picks is usually the organization with the picks for a reason. There's usually something lacking with your team that got you these picks, that got you into the draft lottery to be in this position. Once you get the pick or two picks or three picks, at some point, your front office has to be able to put together a vision for competitiveness and for competency. And what I think is sometimes, especially with newer front offices or different teams that's you know, in different positions or, you know, different levels of tearing down or building up, whatever you want to call it. They use the picks to make people forget that they don't know what the fuck they're doing, if that makes any sense. You don't <laughs> no, know no, it doing. makes perfect Bobcats sense. You're waiting you know, for I think a the player Bobcats to are come in here and make this make sense. Yeah, yeah, no, but Portland's a great example. It's a lot of, it's a lot of teams <laughs> that you, you're waiting for a player to walk uh-huh. in here and fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I got to get a LeBron James in here to fix this because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. And that's how you end up with a Denver team who took an undrafted nigga and got him multiple MVPs because they looked at him <laughs> and said, oh, this motherfucker know what to do. Okay, let's start ball. building. He can play, you know, instead of the evaluation of he's this and other. Nah, you put it on the court, you look at it. And then if you have evolved talent scouts and eyes that actually watch professional basketball being played, you hope that they can say, okay, isolate this talent, isolate these abilities. Okay, we're going to switch this around. Okay, well, our point guard is the tallest dude on the court, so then eight other people on here need to be tall. Okay. And then we could just let Jamal shoot. You know what I'm saying? But that's, but that's the competency of your organization. I say it all the time because I really, really fear. Organizations hold the most power. You can get all the picks you want, but yeah. if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, it what happens not. when one of the picks goes bad? Like, what happens when you get the first round pick and then you pick Anthony, whatever that Cleveland took that year? What was his name? <laughs> Anthony. The, nobody even knows his last name. Yeah. He was trash. <laughs> wow. 
No, he was trash. And it was okay because he didn't even know he was supposed to be the first pick. It was Anthony, not Anthony Edwards. It was Anthony something. Big dude yeah. from Canada. He was supposed Damn. to be like a three or a four. And it never worked out because they evaluated it wrong. Because they get the evaluations wrong sometimes. You know, quickly. They got the evaluations wrong. They just, they didn't evaluate it right. Like they didn't put it on a basketball court with other NBA players and then look at it. They looked at, you know, what school you went to and measurables and how high can you jump yeah. and only, you know, like, and that shit matters until it does. Mm. All right. Yeah. Cause you know, before you got on, we talked about uh, Dallas, for for example, what's wrong right. with them, you know? And, and, and at an eye test, I just say what's always wrong with them. They, they don't have the three and D guy. They don't have any max effort guy. They're not going to play defense. It doesn't matter how much Kyrie dribbles. It doesn't matter how much Lucas scores. You cannot win uh, you 160 to, to 170. You know what I'm saying? You like have it's to not, play defense. You, you have, have to, to play some defense. Now, you don't have to play great individual defense in this league today. That's not necessary. It's nice to have one or two individual defenders that can get it done down the stretch of the game. But ordinarily, what you really need is good team defense. You just need the team to be able to get a couple stops and make smart decisions when it's necessary. They can't do that. They just it, it's just a shootout. And usually when it comes down to the shootout, it's Luca versus whoever you got. And some nights he's gonna win and some nights he's gonna not win. Like sometimes, you know, as much as we love Kyrie Irving, about Kyrie is Kyrie is not a dude that's averaging thirty points. He's not. No, no. He never really was. He could get those points, but he usually <laughs> doesn't. Like he's usually around twenty four, twenty five. Like he just kind of hangs around. It's there just the flashy. Really. It's the flashy it nature looks, of those points. The yeah, look it just it, right? looks incredible. But it'd be like nineteen points, twenty points, twenty two points. You know, he'll have a thirty point, forty point. I've seen it, but not as much as you would think based on how we evaluate his talent. We talk about him like he's Kobe, like he's eighty points and shit like that. But I think the talent is there. He just Whatever. The point of what I'm saying is that that and Luca with no defense just means shootout. And you're not, you you know, the league is different. There's a lot of teams that can shoot with you now. It, it, it's not, it's not the same league where you had one or two teams like a Warriors and this and that, and those were the shooting. Like every team's doing this shooting shit now. Everybody's putting up points. You know, the average has went up, what, 13, 14 points? Right. The NBA average for points per game is what one twelve, one eleven, something like that. It's up there, it's up there. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cra- that used to be all star numbers <laughs> in the nineties. That was the all star game was one hundred eleven points. Right now, that's a regular Tuesday night. Quite often, so Quite you can't often. just go into the game with shooting on your mind. You have to be able to defend. And again, you don't. Everybody doesn't have to be Kawhi Leonard. I'm not saying, but there has to be some element as a team of monitoring and protecting the rim so that the people don't just keep fucking scoring. And when you're watching Luka, 99% of the time, you're seeing the offensive output because it's enormous. But on the other side of the court, the barbecue chicken. Hey, Tom. Like, <laughs> nobody's afraid of him defensively at all in any way. <laughs> oh, you know? man. Well, it's been some pleasure to watch. Uh, I also want to mention honorable mention goes out to uh, Shaq and the uh, the big podcast. What is it called? The big big one podcast. Whatever. Oh, anyway, Shaq's podcast where he uh, explained where they they attempted to call Wimbenyama great, 
his greatness. And, and he asked the question, does he deserve that? Why, no. why are we doing that? No. <laughs> he, said, no. he said, you gotta be careful. You can't use words like no. great. <laughs> because Shaq, his rookie year was great. <laughs> Nobody would call him great either. And sometimes yeah. Shaq, sometimes Shaq is a hater. And we have to, you know, oh, he is oh, a jersey okay. nigga. So he okay. do be hating. But he does. I mean, sometimes he just, you know, like him and this Dwight Howard thing, he's still holding on to after all this time. Like, you know, there's some hate in there. He hates But he do be right on some shit sometimes. And one of the things is, I'm sure he knows, he came into a league where he was compared to some of the greatest centers that ever played basketball. David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing. You know, so for him to call himself great, he's saying, you know, I solidified my spot with Gorillas. Shout out to Math Hopper. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I right. came into the league with guys that were so much better. And, you know, we look at Wimbayama, what are we comparing him to? He's <laughs> great because of what? Like, what makes him great? He's also, he's also like 19, okay? I mean, let's, let's give yeah, it time. Playing basketball for a team that's not trying to win basketball games. <laughs> So the bet, you know, like this is Michael Carter Woodson type shit. Like, yeah, he look great right now. Yeah, of course. They just let him do whatever the fuck he want to do, which is cool. I mean, that's what you should do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking him for that. Right. But it's like you see what he's doing, and then you see what Chet Holmgren's doing, and then you ask yourself which one is better because I know which one is better. <laughs> the one that's playing meaningful basketball. Well, I mean, that's the eye test for me. I, I, I just don't agree with. Uh... With calling any rookie uh, great or, you know, just exceptional. I feel like those words, you have to wait to see if it's even consistent. Is he uh, LeBron? Yeah. No. Then those aren't words we should use. There's one dude that I've seen in my entire life yeah. that was a rookie on a basketball team, and you could call him great, and that was LeBron. i never seen nobody else do that. In my lifetime, in my era, not, not even Michael Jordan. He was great, but the team wasn't great. He wasn't taking those teams to the playoffs immediately. That's not how it worked out. It was a different league. It was a lot of different things going on. LeBron was the first one that I can really accurately remember just getting here and just making this shit work. Even with Shaq, they had to add Penny Hardaway and some other, right. you know what I'm saying? To like make that thing right. into the, and it was hot. Don't get it fucked up. Or run TMC with um, Mullen. Ooh. Chris Webber, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? It was pieces. Like, this was just one dude who walked in there and, like, Zildrunas Elgowskis, and they got it done. So what I'm really saying is just we have to be careful as fans, as media, as all of that, mm-hmm. on crowning shit too early. Like, it's just let it happen. Just, just enjoy it for what it is. Just watch it. You don't have to put a title on it, so it's not important right now. Like, whether he's the greatest player of all time is it important right now. He shouldn't really be focused on that. I hope he's not letting that get to him. I hope he's not either. I would, you know, just practice. Just get better, baby. Just, you know, practice your craft. Just, you know, get in the gym. Eat three solid meals a day, maybe even four. Get some weight up. Like, you know, <laughs> dude, you know, become a professional. But don't allow the media to put any pressure on you that's not really real. You don't have to be great. Just be the best you that you could be. And if that's great, then everyone will know. It will be easy to die. You won't need, you know, people on TV to announce how great you are. How great you, you are. Know. Yeah, it just speaks for itself. It's on the court. It'll speak for itself. Yes, yes. And on the court, in, our, in my last uh, topic of the night, it would be 39 points, nine rebounds, 
only six turnovers. I'm talking about Julius Randle. How about the motherfucking Knicks that went yeah, in there? And, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Excuse okay. me. Excuse I like me. that. OG and like newbie. Stop talking about this nigga. 17 Stop. points Stop. on three of six from three-pointers, seven of 12 from the field, 16, no. 60%. I, I mean, it looked good. It looked good. Don't talk about this nigga. It, it looked good. Uh, it I, would I don't look know. better in Toronto. No I don't way. know what I, magical not, thing Jackie, happened. DiVincenzo showed up. He had a 15. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brunson continues 16 points, but 14 assists, okay? Don't, yeah. don't, don't. And I like that. And I like that. I, I like that a and lot. And I like that. I like, I like that a lot. I like when he's passing the ball. I, that makes him more dangerous, in my opinion, when he's facilitating for others because he can do that. Mm-hmm. And he guess can. what? He's really good we, at it. We took, we took Minnesota's best shot. Anthony Edwards had 35 points. Carl mm-hmm. Anthony Towns finished with 29. Mm-hmm. He was 10 of 18 from the floor. Mm-hmm. Come on. He did everything he was supposed to <laughs> do. He did everything do. he could, and they didn't win. That's what I'm talking about. I don't, fucking I don't know how I fucking feel about this OG kid. I'm, precious antiquities, you can miss me with all that shit. But at the end of the day, what I think we can agree on, especially as Knicks fans, is all the argumentative attitudes that we had earlier on in the season about Julius Randle, the yes. tanking of his value, yes. our questions if we could get rid of him or not. I'm not saying that he heard me say it, but he heard somebody somewhere say something because he has definitely refocused his energy. Yes. On being productive, not just playing, no. but being uh-huh. productive, producing things. You know what I'm saying? Like he could get shots up, he could do these things. That's great. But when he gets to the productive level where I'm in the paint shaking shit up, I'm getting these rebounds and running the floor repeatedly over and over at my, my height and my weight, like, I'm really, really happy for him because it. I've said negative things about his game, but I've never said anything negative about him as a person. I've always liked him. I always thought that he was an amazing athlete and an amazing player, even for the Lakers, even for Kentucky. I've, I've always felt like he had talent. He's very talented. And it's dope to see him focus on that talent in a productive way. Remember, remember when I said, uh, shouted out how OKC was was sixty percent from from three point. I was like mm-hmm. that three point percentage over the last two games. This is the only problem I have with the Knicks here. We're still somehow hoisting up thirty four three pointers in this game against Minnesota. And I don't understand why when you I, gave I away fucking quickly. Why are you shooting I, more threes? How you give away quickly and shoot more threes? That doesn't make any they, fucking. They sense. shot even more. But I'm yeah. trying to be relaxed. I'm mm-hmm. trying to be relaxed and let this happen. So I'm just gonna turn my tone to a more relaxed tone. <laughs> I didn't even watch that game, y'all. Listeners, I couldn't. I just I was emotionally unencouraged. I just couldn't. <laughs> I heard OG looked all right. I whatever yeah. you say, yeah. okay. Yeah, and, I'm and waiting for Embiid. My TV will turn on for the next when Embiid gets there. Like uh, do that, make that happen. Like that's where we're going with this. If that's not where we're going. <laughs> I just I just bro, wanted to end with man. with a positive note. You know, we we kind of we kind of had uh, some emotions go here and there yeah. uh, toward the end yeah. of the new year with that trade. Yeah. So I want I want to say you know hip hip hooray for for uh, no. That's, and a, I that's appreciate a big win. You doing that. That's a, that's, that's a huge win. Yeah. If, if we're gonna say Minnesota is a good team, right. then Thank us you. beating Minnesota means something. It means something. That's right? that's got to be the evaluation. If you want to beat good teams, that's how you become a good team. 
I, that's why I told that's why I told Infinite uh, in the beginning because they the NBA released that stupid stuff about who has the hardest schedule, toughest schedule. Yeah, 2024. that's dumb. It, it doesn't dumb. matter in the NBA. I, I think you just it's dumb. yeah. It's too many games for that. It's to too, ex, that's what I say. Yeah, it's a grind. That makes sense for football when it's 16, right. 17 games and you got right. different sides and the AFC and the NFC and then you got your section and how good they are. And, right. You know what I'm saying? Like basketball, you're playing way too many people way too many times. Way too like, much. You have to find a way to play your best every night, and that yeah. it, can, it can yeah, it can jumble up on you quick. So yeah, yeah I, I threw that out. I, I didn't even read the list. I'm, we beat Milwaukee that. on Christmas. You kiss my <laughs> ass with anything else. I don't give a fuck how hard the schedule was for other people. We don't make the schedule. You play the games that's in front of you. You you fuck that. We beat Milwaukee on Christmas. Hey, I love that's it. That's the most important thing. I love ever. it. I love it. Uh, Chicago just got their ass handed to them by Philly. Uh, and B continues to impress. We play... Andre Drummond. Just let him go. Just let <laughs> we play, him, we just play let him come Chicago home. and Andre Drummond uh, tomorrow at 8.30. Just let him come home. So, just let him come home. You don't want him. The Bulls don't want him. They're not trying to win. He's, co- he's coming. He's coming. He's coming to the garden. He's he just got to chill. Like, like switch up the bus and put him on the wrong bus. And then just take him to the hotel in New York and cut the check. James oh, I just, Dolan, just cut the fucking check. I meant to tell you, Miles McBride played for seven minutes uh, in that game. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. played for seven yeah. minutes. Yeah, so just, Miles McBride. Wasn't he in roll bounce or some shit? Like, who is this dude? <laughs> I don't know who you are. I know he didn't score any points, you know. He, he, okay, he, but he you, up, you did score points up, at the he bank with $13 shots. million. Yeah, he threw up three shots. You, you, you sit all. next to fucking Evan fucking Fournier is what you do. Y'all are probably buddies because y'all both thieves. Oh, man. All right. That's all for now. That's all for now. You know, for Logic, for Infinite, my name is Joey G. Thanks for listening to the LOE Sports Network. We'll be back. Listeners, 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 listeners. I think I speak for everybody on the cash when I say thank you very much for your listenership. We all appreciate it. You're making our dreams come true. Happy New Year to you. 2024, or as my man Joey G would say, 2020 more. Let's you know what I'm saying? Get it popping. Get back to work. Get back in the laboratory. Let's make sure that our 2025 is lit. Yes. Of the effort and work that we Stand put in up. this year. Um, speaking of effort that we put in this year, what you could do for us so that we can continue to put in effort on this podcast this year is go to your most comfortable DSP, go to the search bar function, put in logic over everything podcast or LOE network sports network and hit those subscribe buttons. The more subscribers we get, the more shows we can put out, the more shit we can talk about, the, the, the more fun we can have. Ultimately, you know what I'm saying? The, the better this whole thing can be for us and for you, the listeners. Thank you. And again, happy holidays. We made it. It's 2020 more. We out.